Hello and welcome to another episode of Inspire with Sean. This is me, Sean, the host of the pod. It is a inspiration, create, and, you know, cultivate positivity podcast that I've been doing for the past four seasons, four years, and I'm really excited for this season with all the guests and all the subject matter that we're going to be covering this year. So without much further ado, we are being sponsored by Lotion. I'm tired of looking at your dry faces. Moisturize. We're also being sponsored by electricity because some people feel pressed about what's going on in other people's homes instead of worrying about paying their own bills. With that being said, let's get into the episode. The term empathy is used to describe a wide range of experiences. Emotion researchers generally define empathy as the ability to sense other people's emotions coupled with the ability to imagine what someone else might be thinking or feeling. Also, in the Star Trek universe, we happen to call this the Deanna Troy Syndrome. Contemporary researchers often differentiate between two types of empathy. Affective empathy refers to the sensation feelings we get in response to others' emotions. This can include mirroring what the person is feeling, maybe such as just feeling stress when we detect another emotion. Cognitive empathy, sometimes called perceptive taking, refers to our ability to identify and addition understand other people's emotions. Studies suggest people with autism spectrum disorders have hard time empathizing. Empathy seems to have deep roots in our brains as well as our body and in our evolutionary history. Elementary forms of empathy have been observed in our primitive relatives. In dogs and even rats, empathy has been associated with two different pathways in the brain, and scientists have speculated some aspects of empathy can be traced to mere neurons, cells in the brain which fire when we observe someone else perform an action in such the same way they would fire if we perform the action ourselves. Research has also uncovered evidence of a genetic basis to empathy, though studies suggest people can enhance or restrict their natural empathetic abilities. Having empathy does not necessarily mean we will want to help someone in need, though it is often a vital first step towards compassionate action. Empathy is a building block of morality. People to follow the golden rule. It helps if they can put themselves in someone else's shoes. It is also a key ingredient of successful relationships because it helps us understand the perspectives, needs, and intentions of others. Here are some of the ways research has testified to the far-reaching importance of empathy. Seminal studies by Daniel Batson and Nancy Enzenberg have shown people higher in empathy are more likely to help others in need, even when doing consequently will cut against their self-interest. Empathy is contagious. When group norms encourage empathy, people are more likely to be empathic, including more altruistic. Empathy reduces prejudice and racism. In one study, white participants made to empathize with an African-American man demonstrated less racial bias afterward. 
Empathy is good for your marriage. Research suggests being able to understand your partner's emotions deepens intimacy, plus it boosts relationship fulfillment. It is also fundamental to resolving conflicts. Empathy reduces bullying. Studies of Mary Gordon's Innovative Roots of Empathy program found it decreases bullies and aggression among kids, whilst makes them kinder, more inclusive towards their peers. An unrelated study found bullies lack, quote, effective empathy, however, not cognitive empathy, suggesting they know how their victims feel, however, lack the kind of empathy which would deter them from hurting others. Empathy reduces suspensions. In one study, students of teachers who participated in an empathy training program were half as likely to be suspended compared to students of teachers who didn't participate. Empathy promotes heroic acts. A seminal study by Samuel and Pearl Oliner found people who rescued Jews during the Holocaust had been encouraged at a young age to take the perspectives of others. Empathy fights inequality. As Robert Wright and Arlie Hochschild have argued, empathy encourages us to reach out and want to help people who are not in our social group, even those who belong to stigmatized groups like the poor. Conversely, research suggests inequality can reduce empathy. People show less empathy when they attain higher socioeconomic status. Empathy is good for the office. Managers who demonstrate empathy have employees who are sick less often whilst reporting greater happiness. Empathy is good for health care. A large-scale study found doctors high in empathy have patients who enjoy better health. Other research suggests training doctors to be more empathetic improves patient satisfaction as well as the doctor's own emotional well-being. Empathy is good for police. Research suggests empathy can help police officers increase their confidence in handling crises, diffuse crises with less physical force, in addition to feel less distant from the people they are dealing with. If you can't get enough of Inspire with Sean, Check out the weekly streams on all social media outlets such as Survival Horror Saturday on twitch.tv slash Sean Graves, Monthly Ratchet Tarot, Just Chat, Music for Healing, Audiobooks, and other media and so much more on YouTube, as well as SeanGraves.net. Thank you so much for the support, and now, back to the pod. Humans experience effective empathy from infancy, physically sensing their caregivers' emotions, often mirroring emotions. Cognitive empathy emerges later in development, around three to four years of age, roughly when children start to develop an elementary theory of the mind, which is the understanding other people experience the world differently than they do. From these early forms of empathy, research suggests we can develop more complex forms which go a long way toward improving our relationships and the world around us. Here are some specific science-based activities aimed at cultivating empathy. Active 
listening. Express active interest in what the other person has to say, including making them feel heard. Shared identity. Think of a person who seems to be very different from you. Then list what you have in common. Put a human face on suffering. When reading the news, look for profiles of specific individuals. Try to imagine what their lives have been like. Elicit altruism. Create reminders of connectedness. Here are some of the keys researchers have identified for nurturing empathy in ourselves, including others. Focus your attention outward. Being mindfully aware of your surroundings, especially the behaviors, expressions of other people, is crucial to empathy. Indeed, research suggests practicing mindfulness helps us take the perspectives of other people's nevertheless not feel overwhelmed when we encounter their negative emotion. Get out of your own head. Research shows we can increase our own level of empathy by actively imagining what someone else might be experiencing. Do not jump to conclusions about others. We feel less empathy when we assume people's suffering are somehow getting what they deserve. Show empathetic body language. Empathy is expressed not just by what we say, it is also by our facial expressions posture, tone of voice, and eye contact, including the lack thereof. Meditate. Neuroscience researcher Richard Davidson and his colleagues suggest meditation, specifically loving-kindness meditation, which focuses attention on concern for others, might increase the capacity for empathy among short-term and long-term meditators alike though especially among long-term meditators. Explore imaginary worlds. Research by Keith Oatley and colleagues has found people who read fiction are more attuned to others' emotions and intentions. Join the band. Recent studies have shown playing music together boosts empathy in kids. Play games. Neuroscience research suggests when we compete against others, our brains are making a, quote, mental model of the other person's thoughts and intentions. Take lessons from babies. Mary Gordon's Roots of Empathy program is designed to boost empathy by bringing babies into classrooms, stimulating children's basic instincts to resonate with other emotions. Combat inequality. Research has shown attending higher socioeconomic status diminishes empathy, perhaps because people of high socioeconomic status have less of a need to connect with, rely on, as well as cooperate with others. As the gap widens between the haves and have-nots, we risk facing empathy gap as well. This does not mean money is evil. However, if you have a lot of it, you might need to be more intentional about maintaining your own empathy towards others. Pay attention to faces. Pioneering research by Paul Ekman has found we can improve our ability to identify other people's emotions by systematically studying facial expressions. Believe empathy can be learned. People who think Their empathy levels are 
changeable, put more effort into being empathic, listening to others, helping even when it's challenging. Thank you so much for listening to the pod and I hope you all take a listen to the back catalog just as well. It's been a growing pod since day one from episode one, season one to today. So there's a lot of great information out there as well as good nuggets of information that we got from our guests as well as from episodes like this where I'm just speaking to you all. Thank you so much, and I appreciate your time, and I hope to get great comments and hear from you all, the listeners, just as much. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and, um, you know, be kind to yourself, be kind to others, and don't pollute. I shall see you next time. Peace.